I will set out for Gaul myself and confront our enemies. They will learn the error of their ways. But why might early Christians have called Nero the Antichrist? I will quash my deluded enemy, not with the sword. I intend to sing to them. Nero has lost his mind. Welcome back to The Life of Nero, episode two, Ray. What's that in Italian? Due. Aha. Uh-huh. Just due. wanted to make sure you were still up on it. Yeah. <laughs> Uno, due, tre, quattro, cinque, sei, sette, otto, nove, dieci. Undeci, nice. dodeci, tredeci, quattordeci. Quindeci, sedeci, diciassette, diciotto, diciannove, venti, ventuno, ventidue, ventitre. I wonder how. I wonder if we'll get up to ventitre in uh, this series. I know with Claudius we didn't get. Yeah, look, I think right. uh, diciannove. Yeah, diciannove maybe. There's yeah. fifteen really. Quindici. I think it was. So that's all. Wow. We'll find out. Well, Well, in our last episode, uh, we talked a lot about uh, Nero's early years, how he was tutored by Seneca, one of the greatest Stoic philosophers, and I asked the question, how is it possible that this young man who was tutored by one of the most famous Stoic philosophers could end up with the reputation of one of the world's uh, most brutal tyrants? That is what we're going to try and find out. Now, also in the last episode, we talked about how when he was 11 years old, uh, his mother, Agrippina, married Claudius and uh, mm-hmm. became the empress. Uh, Claudius died five years later, possibly, as we explored at the end of our last series, poisoned on the orders of Agrippina because she was worried that he was going to either divorce her or execute her or both in one order or the other. Yeah, I had read that uh, Agrippina was starting to get nervous because uh, Britannicus, who has been pushed to the side, who has been given um, lower ability uh, tutors for his own, and even though, you know, like you said, uh, Nero's got Seneca, he was starting, I think he was getting near the age 13, and she's starting to get worried because we said when we were doing Claudius, yeah, Claudius, that at some point Claudius had had enough of Agrippina kind of pushing him around. He starts spending more time with Britannicus. Britannicus, he starts showering him with affection and love. And she's like, Britannicus is getting, and of course, this is allegedly, Britannicus is getting to the point where if someone's going to rally around him and he's getting close to the age 13, now it's going to start happening. So she needs to pull the trigger, if you will, because her son has, you know, been, um, uh, you know, brought into the family because she married a Claudius, and so if she's going to make her move to get her son, who is four years older, uh, now's the time to do that. So, and again, we talked about this on that episode. Did she kill Claudius? Did he die of, of old age because he was like 64, 65? We don't know, but the point is, qui bono, it worked out for her. Claudius is going to be removed. And Nero, still a teenager, 16, yeah. not quite 17. 16, not quite. I, let me ask you this. I'm sorry, I, I didn't mean to interrupt. Uh, I, I have to ask you this because you've been going on about Seneca, and I totally get that. How is this brilliant man supposed to mold this young kid? And this kid turns out to be, if the stories are correct, a complete crap of a human being. But if you give Seneca someone who was almost 12, isn't it fair to say that for good or bad, a lot of his character is already formed? I mean, he was tutored by two people who probably weren't good at their jobs. They really didn't know anything and they didn't know the science and art of tutoring. So this kid, when he comes to Seneca, to, to my mind, is already set in his ways. I mean, he's, he's almost 11. So one, there's just the way he's born, the personality that he has. And two, he's been with these people for the last nine and a half, 10 years. Seneca could be the greatest person in the world, but he could, to my mind, he can only do so much with this kid. What, what are your thoughts on that? Well, look, the kid, you know, let's give those tutors their credit. The kid knew how to dance and cut some hair, man. He wasn't completely useless. He could do all the moves from Footloose. Mm. Yeah, he knew mm. all the bobs. He knew the Dorothy bob. He knew the 80s. He used, to, the, yeah. he used to cut people's hair while dancing. And, and people would come from miles around for a haircut from Nero. And a 
because dance. they were like, have you seen that? Like he dances and cuts hair at the same time. Um, no one. And the haircuts are fabulous. Yeah. I got to say, they're really fabulous. Yeah, I like. Yeah. If, I, I don't great. know. Now, and the mind moves. you, his own haircuts. Man. If you look at the coins. <laughs> Yeah, uh, after no, he becomes no, emperor, uh, they kind of it's a bowl no, cut. But the bowl cuts were big. You try doing a bowl cut while you're dancing; it's no mean feat. Uh, I would have picked a different bowl, but no, I, I see your point. Now, I along the way, a lot of ears yes. were lost. Like yes. uh, well, you know, sacrifice yeah. to art. Yeah, that's yeah. that's just the way. Like anyone knows, Van uh, Gogh. Who? Yeah. yeah, I mean, other people have lost their ears. There was a lot of ears lost before Van Gogh. Get over yourself already. Yeah, look, yeah, there's a price you got to pay for art. Uh, well, somebody had to pay it. Um, That's not me. Mm. Right, right. So, so Antonius anyway. writes, uh, with the death of Claudius, well, sorry, let me start that again. When the death of Claudius was publicly announced, Nero, who was then 17, approached the guards between the 6th and the 7th hour, which right. uh, in Roman terms is like, I think, 11 uh, a.m., 12 p.m., midday. Yeah. For in it's consequence yeah. of the terrible omens which had occurred throughout the day, no earlier time had seemed suitable for embarking on his reign. In front of yeah. the steps of the Palatine, he was saluted emperor, then taken by litter to the Praetorian camp, where he addressed the soldiers briefly before returning to the Senate House, where he remained until evening. Of all the great honours which were heaped upon him, he refused just one, the title Father of the Fatherland, which he deemed unsuitable for one of his age. Beginning with a delay of filial respect, he provided Claudius with a most magnificent funeral at which he gave the official eulogy and declared him to be a god, he paid the highest honours to the memory of his father Domitius and allowed his mother the greatest influence over all matters private and public. Even on the first day of his reign, he gave us the password to the tribune of the watch, the best of mothers. And afterwards, he often rode about the city with her sharing a litter. Such an Italian mama's a boy, yeah. Yes. Like yeah. Tony Soprano. And what was Tony Soprano's mother's name? Oh, I don't know. You never watched The Sopranos? I did, but I don't remember. I mean, that was a long time ago. You got to watch it again, man. I watch it every couple of years. Um, right. Livia. Livia Soprano. Ah, oh, poor gotcha. you. <laughs> Get up. Get up your ass. Yeah. Mother of the year. Sometimes you need to hear that, yeah. But <laughs> let, let me you. ask you this. Let me let me ask you this. Because um, one one source I went into, one source I read went into the fact that when he was being groomed to be the replacement, the princeps, he really didn't care all that much. He was trying to make his mom happy. He was being pressured into it. And as I think we said on one show, he ends up uh, having to marry his um, a, a young lady that was uh, almost raised like his sister. Uh, uh, Claudius's uh, daughter, um, that he really didn't care all that much about it. But here he is. He's not quite 17. He's thrust into it. He supposedly is still wanting to do nothing more than arts and plays and theater and music and stuff like that. And now he's the leader of the of the of this large empire. Um, what about Nero? What about his happiness? He's married to a woman that he looks upon like a sister. I mean, that can't be the greatest thing for him. And if anything, poetry teaches him that love should be one of the greatest things in your life. And he doesn't have that either. Does anybody care? Is anybody crying a tear for Nero at this point? What about his feelings? Yeah, I, I think he probably wants to be emperor. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, why not? Who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? Yeah. Well, Tiberius. Yeah. But apart from Tiberius... <laughs> Good point. Who Good wouldn't? Point. Everybody else. Everybody else does. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you're talking about his uh, marriage to Claudia Octavia, the daughter of the Emperor, Emperor Claudius. Uh, yes. And, and Messalina. So she was yes. the only daughter to that marriage. Right. Um, they were due to marry in 53, the 9th of June, 53. Claudius died in 54. 
So um, she was supposed to be, or she was the empress, I guess. But Mm -hmm. uh, she was very unhappy, apparently, because her father had just been murdered by her uh, mother-in-law slash stepmother. Something, whatever. When when your mother, when (laughs) when your husband's mother marries your father... She's your stepmother right. and yeah. mother-in-law. Yeah. But she's not supposed to be the killer of your happiness, mm. of your father. Mm. Mm. Awkward. She yeah. was only uh, 13 herself at the time of oh. the marriage. Good round on number. Yeah. And he would have been uh, 15. Um, yeah. Barely a man. So... I, I, I don't want to pass this, if I could for just take a second, I don't want to pass by this point. Agrippina, as far as we know, and we've gone into this for years about how the sources really lay a lot of the blame at evil, at the feet of evil women, supposedly evil women. But if, if any of this is true, Agrippina finally has what she wants. She's able to work her way into um, Claudius's uh, household. They get married. She gets him to adopt her son, who was older than Britannica, so he is by that default uh, the leading heir. Either Claudius dies or is po- poisoned. He doesn't seem to be, I mean, to be emperor and to make speeches and to wear fancy clothes and have people applaud for you and you pretty much get anything you want. You can have an Xbox and a PS4. No one cares. You're the emperor. You can do what you want. But it's not like he's been trained to be the emperor. It's not like he has this burning desire. He's just a teenager and he's going to want to do teenager things. Agrippina, the younger, has got what she's want. She is going to have all the power through her son. He's just got to ride around in the chariot. Whether they get on some coins together, I think you mentioned uh, previously. But the point is, she does finally have everything she wants. Everybody in the government is loyal to her. It is now her time to rule Rome. And she does a pretty effective job with the help of some others that we'll go into later. But Agrippina... Mission well accomplished. Well played. Yeah. Agrippina. Yeah. Good for her. I wouldn't say he just wants to do teenage things. He's had uh, Seneca as his tutor now for the last five or six For'm- years. So okay. I'm sure Seneca right. and his mother, uh, and also he's had the emperor as his father, He's he's right. been raised knowing that he was probably going to be at least co-emperor with Britannicus, if not emperor in his own right. So... Yeah, like he's been prepped for this as as any prince of the empire would have been. Mm-hmm. He knew this was coming at some point. He probably didn't know exactly when, but he also probably knew that his mother was going to off Claudius at some point. Um, <laughs> he may have been brought in on the plans, I suspect. But right. I, I want to stop at this point and point out that yeah. everything that we know about Nero basically comes down to three ancient sources – and they're the same ancient sources we've used for most of these shows. Right. Um, uh, Tacitus, Roman historian, uh, Suetonius, the biographer, and Cassius Dio, the Greek historian. The first two, Tacitus and T- Suetonius, wrote their accounts early in the second century. The right. third, the Cassius Dio, was written about 100 years later and his history of this period is preserved mostly in excerpts that were compiled in the Byzantine period. We don't right. have a great original copy of Cassius Dio for this period, unfortunately. But mm-hmm. all three agree that it started with a period of good rule. And yeah. scholars believe that the three accounts are sufficiently independent of each other to show that the historical tradition of Nero's rule goes back to earlier sources and oral reports. Obviously, Tacitus and Suetonius, who were alive at the end of the first century, um, probably knew people who knew Nero. They would have been very right. familiar with the sources. They, um, you know, they would have had access to the histories that were written at the time and just after. Um, and. You know, this is a common story that we've seen with Thibault and Caligula and Claudius as well. There's a lot of the um, early sources, uh, original sources have disappeared, some that would have been more positive Mm. than the ones that have survived. And like those other emperors as well, we get the same story with Nero, that it started off well. You know, in all of those, with Thibault, Caligula, Claudius, we said the same thing. 
It always starts period. off great. Yeah, there's always a honeymoon right. period. Yeah. Um, Everybody cheers and applauds. They, they, they have high expectations. Right. And everyone's yeah. like, oh, well, okay, that last guy wasn't great, but this guy. <laughs> but this, oh, this is the, the bee's knees. It's going to be fine now. Oh, We've worked out the kinks. Decades. I think we yeah. worked out the kinks yeah. now. Test this drive what, with Caligula, test drive with Claudius. We got the wine. It's what you and I have been saying about our podcast for years. Like, okay. Well, we're going to one of this, these days. You know, <laughs> so this whole approach of deep, right. deep, deep, deep dive history combined sure. with dick jokes and right. making fun of religion and politics hasn't worked right. to make us rich and famous yet. S- strangely, no. Well, let's just we'll keep persisting. And, we'll keep, uh, <laughs> give it 10 more years. I have a feeling. It'll it either work or we'll die. Uh, we'll be killed. Uh, yeah, one yeah. of the two. You the have the same approach. My... Oh, that's okay. Yeah, good point. No, like, listen, we'll just keep at it. Eventually it's got to work out. It's a good idea. Eventually, someone's got to wake up to the fact that it's a good idea, right? Right, right. And we'll be here waiting. We forgive you. Yeah. Pay us. Just give yeah. us money. Um, <laughs> now, in every case, Thibaut, Caligula, Claudius, Nero, we see the same right. thing. They gave yeah. more power back to the Senate in their early rule. Uh, they're like, hey, listen, you know what? You, you guys are awesome. Love your work. Um, right. I, I don't really <laughs> want to be involved unless I have to be. Yeah. Uh, I'm quite not frankly, yeah, yeah, quite yeah. frankly, I'm just a guy. You're the right. Senate. You're the fucking Senate, oh, man. You're oh. the fucking the room. You're the, the Senate of Rome. Oh, yeah. The bee's knees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I threw out my Camp Auschwitz shirt and I bought a Camp Senate <laughs> shirt. Love. That's how much I think of you people. Oh, my oh. God. Now, I heard that the last emperor, not the last emperor, but the one before that was 24. No, no, too old. You, you got me now, 16 and three-fourths. That's the sweet age for a leader. I think everybody knows that. You hire a 16-year-old to run an empire. What could possibly go wrong with your conscript father's help? Sweet 16 and never been <laughs> anally penetrated with a Give it ring. time. Yeah. Give it. And I literally mean that for uh, Nero. Give it time. Yeah. Uh, they they all do the same thing. They give power back to the Senate and uh, or try to. Quite often, the Senate doesn't know what to do with it, and then uh, their reign becomes more brutal. Now we've seen in the past with Thibaut Caligula and Claudius, the right. brutality that they're accused of is connected to conspiracies of treason against the throne, yeah. or certain Defense. parties wanting to restore the republic and put themselves on the throne. Right. Uh, or, you know, or I meant to say, or put themselves on the throne, restore the Republic, or put themselves on the throne. Um, with Claudius, you know, maybe, you know, this whole thing about him being manipulated by his wives uh, to have people killed, may, um, it's hard to see if that's really true or spurious. Right. Uh, he, you know, outside of that, he seemed to be quite with it and doing a good job, so it's hard to imagine that he had that big of a blind spot. But uh, in the case of Tiberius, we know he never wanted the job in the first place. He knew he was just a placeholder, grew disgusted with the Senate's incompetence. The early murders of people like Germanicus are blamed on others like Piso. The later murders of Germanicus' sons and wife, Agrippina the Elder, are blamed on Sianus. Thibaut only wants to chill in his sex palace on Capri. Then we, see, then we see Caligula also has a happy first year but loses his mind when Drusilla dies and then finds out that his other sisters and his brother-in-law slash bum buddy are conspiring yeah. with him with, against him with several generals and, and senators. Would, and that would do it. That would send me over the edge. Yeah, Claudius starts off well even though the Senate didn't want him and tried to have him killed. Right. Uh, Nothing personal. And... Yeah. Uh, Gradually also comes to fear conspiracies and is influenced by his wives to take out his enemies. But by the since the time of Caligula, we've seen evidence of various parties determined to restore the Republic, senators, generals, yeah. uh, uh, members of, uh, you know, the, the elite in general uh, plotting at various stages. They tried to prevent Claudius from taking the throne but were too late. Right. My point in rattling through all of this is surely... The succession of a sixteen-year-old kid and three three fourths would have been. That's, isn't that uh, how much uh, Cherokee you have in you too? It's like a Navajo or something. You're like sixteen and three quarter oh, percent. You're fucking crossing the line Cherokee. now, mate. White man, round eyes. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Kimosabi. Just call me Kimosabi. <laughs> From now on, I'm going to refer to you as Tonto. Look up Kimosami, see what it says. We'll see what the definition is. You're not going to like it. <laughs> You're not going to like the definition of Tonto either. <laughs> I'm sure not. I'm sure. Do you know what ton- <laughs> Tonto means? I used to. What does it mean? I think Tonto was just a general um, abu- a a, a, a abusive right? term for uh, Indians. I think it comes from, I think, uh, fool, Spanish for fool. Fool, yes, fuck. So Americans, you know, in their frontiers used to refer to Indians as tontos, just as dumb person, moron, fools. Um, And so tonto in the Lone Ranger. You just hold on, motherfucker, because I'm looking up Kimosabi right now. So this shit's on like Donkey Kong. (laughs) Kimo. Uh, yeah, chemo sabi. According to Wikipedia, yeah, chemo sabi means uh, he looks out in secret. Oh, that's bo- I heard a more disparaging one, so I'm gonna go with. I'm just gonna make some shit up. I'm gonna <laughs> make some shit. I'm a Native American. It's my language. You don't know. You don't know me. Well, it's actually <laughs> yeah from <laughs> Inish, the Anishinaabe people. Oh, the Anishinaabe right. language, Gimusabi, means he looks out in secret because he had a mask on. Because he wears on. a mask. Yeah, yes. yeah. Yes. <laughs> I don't like this. This is not fair. <laughs> All right, Tonto. No one cares what you think, Tonto. Because <laughs> you're not white male and you don't own any property or land and you can't vote. Anyway. Fuck, where, where was I? Oh, yeah, surely <laughs> this was the right time to step in. Right? Oh, in none, yes. In, in if, none of the histories yes. did I read right. that the Senate went, all right, well, fuck, now, if there's ever been a time for us to put an end to this nonsense, now's the Which time. Train, right? There's a 16-year-old yeah. kid. I can like, do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's, I got this. What happened? What happened yeah. between oh. Claudius and right. Nero? Claudius, they... they they had like 10 generals they'd sent memos out to saying, hey, how would you like to come and restore the Republic? And they all went, fuck yes. And uh, they, it was too late by the time they got the email because, you know, Google was down or something. Uh, this time they didn't even try. There's no mention in any of the sources that I came across right. that they right. went, all right, shut it down. I'm shocked <laughs> to is- discover there is gambling <laughs> going on in this establishment. Here are your winnings, sir. Oh, thank you very much. What What happened? Yeah, go ahead. Doesn't that go back to the quality work through manipulation and her vajayjay that Agrippina the Younger has got the Senate, or at least enough of the Senate, firmly on her side, and she knows firm, and she's got the Praetorian Guard on her side, and she's got the Freedmen on her side. She's even got Seneca the Tudor on her side. I mean, she has done her due diligence. She's done her homework, and everybody is on her side. So should there be a governor out in the province going, whoa, 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 you got a fucking 16-year-old on the throne? That's it. I'm coming with my legions. Granted, that should have been a response, but for whatever reason that we could tell, it did not happen. Maybe no. Maybe we've gotten past the point of questioning. Uh, who's on the throne now? Ah, fuck me, whatever. Let's see how long he lasts. Maybe the people of Rome have just settled into the idea of an empire, and they're going to hope for the best. Well, it did happen eventually, but uh, well, yeah. it took a while. When he turned it up to 11. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm. I don't know. It's just it's uh, shocking to me that... There's not some mention of some kind right. of revolt a rebellion. against exactly. from, from the get-go. Say a one. coup, maybe. A coup light. Like, you would have, I don't know, man. Like, I just think you would have been ready. I think the problem here is, right. um, you know, the, 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 the Restore the Republic team was being run right. by uh, the Trump organization and <laughs> couldn't organize a fart... Right. In a baked bean factory. <laughs> Couldn't organize a fucking a brothel. Let's get a few thousand right. people, tell them to march on the Capitol and fight for what's right. And yeah. then when they get the shit kicked out of them, 
Uh, go. What? No, wait, yeah, me. We, no, what? No. What are you doing? Do we never? I am no, shocked. I'm shocked. Yeah. <laughs> I'm shocked there was fighting going on here. What? When all I said was, let's go Where did you get that idea from? Yeah. Yeah. No. Combat by, what was it? Jury by combat, whatever the fuck. Anyway, we'll go into that next week. But the point is, yeah, this is the opportune moment. But you're the one who keeps saying, and and correct me if I'm wrong, it's too late for the Senate to turn around. They've all become sheep. Maybe... In a, in a very general sense, that's just the way it is in Rome. The military commanders, they know where they're, who, who butters their bread. The, the people are just getting games and bread and grain thrown at them. I mean, no one's got a backbone per se, and no one's going to rise up. And, and, and maybe the idea of another horrible civil war is just too much for these beaten down Roman people. I don't know. It's hard it, to it explain. It doesn't happen, though. Yes. Now, many many modern writers uh, have applied to the first five years of Nero's reign, which is 54 to 58, the term quinquennium neurosis. No, sorry. Oh, it's... Neuro- yeah. Neuronus. To try that again. The term okay. quinquennium neuronus. Which what means... Does, what does quinquennium neuronus mean, Ray? I don't... Quinquennium. That's... Um... The the friend of Winnie the Pe- Winnie the Pooh Quinn Quinny and no I have no idea I was gonna I wasn't sure where I was going with that one I have no idea what does it mean Quinquennium <laughs> just means five years so the five okay. years of Nero's five rule. years oh sorry yeah sorry. yeah okay it has been five years too this week Aww. that Bowie died fuck. A lot of people were doing uh, tributes to Bowie by singing that song on uh, on uh, TikTok right. this week. Nice. Um, <clears throat> now, the speech that Nero gave to the troops on the death of Claudius and the speech that he gave to the Senate, immediate laughter, two different speeches, both, according to Cassius Dio, written by Seneca. I think that is why Nero didn't come out of the house until midday. <laughs> Seneca right. spent the night and the morning. I'm working on it. Right. Like uh, Toby and Josh and Sam in the West Wing, uh, freak, you know, frantically writing a speech, or two speeches right. for him to give. Right. Toby was in his office, you know, bouncing a ball off the floor on the wall. Oh, I love that. Sam had come in. You got anything? No, got nothing. How do we make? How do we spin this one? His mother just killed the emperor. Yeah. He couldn't wait to join Augustus and be a god by his side. I don't know. I, I got nothing. I got nothing. Well, I think this is might explain why there was no revolt against him. The Senate apparently loved the speech he gave to them so much oh. they had it inscribed on a silver tablet and decreed it should be read by new consuls when they were taking office. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wasn't there something when Tiberius became princeps? Somebody I think it was Caligula. See, Caligula. That they were gonna they wanted to read it out at the beginning of each year because it was so motivating or so loving or, or so respectful to the Senate, some shit like that. Yeah. Yeah, it might have been Tiberius. Might have been both. I don't know, but we've heard this story before, right? Yes, come on. <laughs> it's on repeat, rinse and repeat. Yeah, yeah. And, and the people fall for it. Anyway, I'm sorry, please continue. Yeah. Um, now, back to Seneca for a bit. Yeah. Uh, he had been born not in Rome, but at Cordoba in Spain, but was educated right. in Rome. His yeah. job was to teach Nero rhetoric and philosophy, although... Like many Roman parents at the time, Agrippina didn't care much for philosophy. She didn't want Nero to become a philosopher. She wanted to become a ruler. Yeah, now, a doer. yeah, she wanted yeah. she wanted him to become a good ruler, a powerful ruler, a successful ruler. So that's really Not, Seneca's job is to teach yeah. him. It's a bit like he's he's like uh, the uh, the uh, Machiavelli of Rome. Yeah, that's who she needs. That's who she yeah. needs. He's teaching yeah. him how to be a good ruler. Effective. Now, Seneca wasn't just a philosopher. He was very wealthy, very worldly. 
so he wasn't some poor schmuck philosopher. He's he's right. a rich member of the elite. He's a senator, as I said in the last episode, Senator yeah. Seneca, which you couldn't say ten times fast, despite <laughs> all the Six things you said you could do with your tongue for ten dollars. Um, uh, and less. Go ahead. But yeah, so Seneca's job was to teach him how to be a good ruler. And the the other guy that was his that was Nero's uh, right hand man at this period is the prefect of the Praetorian Guard, given mm-hmm. the job by Agrippina, a guy called ah. Burrus. Uh, what do you know? What do you know about Burrus, Ray? Sextus Afranius Burrus, born in year one in uh, Narbonese Gaul. Think of southern France, the part that connects northwest Italy with Spain. Yeah, he was made the Praetorian uh, Guard in 51, like you said, by Agrippina, so he knows where his loyalty lies. And the cognomen Burrus is the Latin version of the name uh, Pyrrhus, the king of, um, of Epirus. So the point is, he's a warrior, he's got some experience, he's now in the elite position. He's the guy who's controlling all the other guys who've got swords, and his loyalty is with Agrippina, so she has, again, done her due diligence. And uh, Pyrrhus, the king of Epirus, we talked about on our Alexander show, uh, from Mm -hmm. whom we get the term a Pyrrhic victory, something that uh, Nero was very familiar with. Um, Can you remember the uh, famous quote surrounding the Pyrrhic victory? Ooh. Not not a specific quote, no. Well, the fame, when he went to fight the Romans at the, oh. uh, well, the, there was the Battle of Heraclea in 280 BCE and the Battle of Asculum in 279 BCE, the Pyrrhic right. War. He famously won but lost so many of his troops that when he returned, right. he said, another such victory and I come back to Epirus alone. <laughs> we won! But there's far fewer of us now, so... Well, the way that Plutarch put it, if we are victorious in one more battle with the Romans, we shall be utterly ruined. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And that's who he's named after. Same thing uh, the Trump people said after they stormed the Capitol. Speaking of which, they will supposedly be back on Sunday the 17th, so you and I might have a lot to talk about on Monday. But anyway, I digress. (laughs) Now, uh, Burrus, yes, uh, both of these guys, uh, him and Seneca, are from the provinces. Mm. Seneca born in Cordoba, Burrus born near province, modern province. So both guys from the province, not born and raised in Rome. And so we might imagine that they will push Nero to do nice things for the people in their hometowns, people from the provinces, country folk like you, I think I think they're going to go. I mean, I, I'm not I'm not ruining anything because this is a total guess, but I get the feeling that they go to Rome, they forget where they're from, and they're going to go native in a Roman sense. But that's just a total guess on my part. You start to take on the uh, the viewpoints of the people that you're around, and I, I think they're going to. Just like anybody else, they're going to worry about Rome, the city, and then Rome, the empire. Hmm. Well, we'll see. But some right. evidence for how popular Nero was uh, in, in the early stages comes from a papyrus found in Egypt at, at Oxyrhynchus, the Oxyrhynchus Papyrus 1021. Um, we've talked about the Oxyrhynchus papyri before, Ray. What can you recall for the audience about Oxyrhynchus? Absolutely nothing. Say it again. <clears throat> I get my papyri mixed up. Yeah. Oxyrhynchus is, uh, well, was a city, uh, is a city um, in Middle Egypt, about 160 kilometers south, southwest of Cairo. It's an archaeological site. In the 19th century, they discovered basically a a garbage tip that had been there for thousands of years, uh, buried under the sand, and the dry heat meant that a lot of stuff had survived for thousands of years. Wow. And so they've been digging up, like, receipts from restaurants and, uh, you know... Uh, That's incredible. Documents and, uh, 
you know, bits and pieces, bits of, you know, a yeah, lot of, of some history. of our some of our earliest fragments of the New Testament have been found right. at Oxyrhynchus. Um, and so we found this thing, Oxyrhynchus Papyrus ten twenty one. It's dated the seventeenth of November fifty four CE, and it reads: "The Caesar who has honoured his debt to his ancestors, who is a god manifest, has gone to them. The expectation and hope of all the world has been proclaimed emperor. The good genius of the world and the beginning of all great and good things, Nero, has been proclaimed Caesar." So wearing oh. garlands and making sacrifice of oxen, we must all pay our thanks to all the gods. Issued in the first year of Nero, Claudius Caesar, Augustus Germanicus, on the 21st of the month, Neos Sebastos. Nice. Who was Sebastos? Right? Uh, Sebastian was the little red crab and with Ariel and Prince Eric. <laughs> no? Tell me I'm wrong. Fucking tell Look, I'm wrong. Sebastos, the Greek version uh-huh. of uh, Venerable One, a.k.a. Augustus. Oh. Neo yeah, Sebastos, I'm guessing, would have been the n- new Augustus. Gotcha. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm. A god no. manifest. Uh, this is uh, Claudius they're referring to here, I assume. The Caesar who has honoured his debt to his ancestors, who is a god manifest, has gone to them. Um, we're going to talk, talk about that in a second. Remind everyone that 54 CE is the exact same time that Christianity has been created by Paul, where right. uh, Claudius Ooh, has been declared good. a God manifest. Paul's running around yeah. telling everyone that Jesus was a God Man. manifest. My God. My God. Yeah. Once he takes the throne, Nero changes his name to better associate himself with Augustus. He becomes Nero Claudius Caesar, Augustus Germanicus, son of the deified Claudius, grandson of Germanicus Caesar, great-grandson of Tiberius Caesar Augustus, great-great-grandson of the deified Augustus. I'm just trying to picture his driver's license or his license plate. That's got got to be complicated. Well, they they abbreviated it, you know. Uh, Okay. It's Just a couple uh, of letters. M M I V G I S G V V V I I G I C V V V I G G G G G G G G I. Yeah, that's shorter. That's shorter. If you read it all out, it sounds like you were late at night in Vegas. It's just like I told you not to tell me. Anyway, that's going to get edited out. So we should. But wait, wait, wait! I want to focus on the fact here for a second that Claudius was deified. Yeah, he's got to. He's got to, man. It's America. <laughs> well, uh, again, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Who else was deified? I just I thought all of the previous four. But what about Caligula? Was he deified? No. Caligula most okay. definitely not three, deified. Three out of four? Three out of four. Well, one, if you kill someone, I think you owe it to them. If your mother kills someone, I think you owe it to them to deify them. But again, you're treating the princeps, the previous princeps with respect, and you're treating him like he's special because you are now the princeps, and you'd really like that mentality to keep chugging along. Mm. Well, Tiberius wasn't deified. Caligula wasn't deified. Oh, really? Yeah, Augustus so why, so there was, a huge was gap. and now yeah. Claudius was. Why would they deify Claudius? Considering the Senate didn't even want him to be an emperor in the first place, they tried to, you know, nip that in the bud. And then he was having people killed and they were complaining about his brutality well, you know, when Messalina and then Agrippina were telling him to get rid of this guy and get rid of that guy right. and get rid of this guy. Yes. Why Good do point. you think they would have deified Claudius? Oh, God, I feel like this should be obvious. Um, why would the Senate deify him? Yeah. Is it is it to prop up the institution of the princeps? Uh, or is it something more personal? Do you want to find a friend? You want to find the Angelo? 
He's not my friend. He's my awkward co-worker in Heather's You're going to find Mike Snyder. He'll tell you that Antifa did it. <laughs> yeah, no. Why was... who? who uh, I'm assuming it was Agrippina that decided because she's running things. Or, or she at the very least can't stand in the way of it. So who wants him deified? Is it the Senate? Is it Agrippina? Is it both? Remember in, in the uh, the end of the Claudius episodes where we talked about he was one of the theories is that he was poisoned by mushrooms and then a feather. Nero <laughs> later made a comment that mushrooms must be the food of the gods because they helped Claudius become one. Right. Oh, <laughs> cold, brutal. That's one way to look at it. Well, I, yeah. I, I've got a couple of theories. Um, okay. One is that it might be a useful way for giving Nero an opportunity to display and, and presumably gain, gain credit for filial devotion uh, towards People his, love that. his adopted, adopted father. Yes. And the, the same, way that. The same yeah. way that Augustus had shown it to Julius Caesar and Tiberius to Augustus. He's like, mm-hmm. well, look. Uh, Augustus deified Julius, Tiberius deified Augustus, I'm deifying my father. That's how much I loved him. Uh, That's how we roll. Yeah, like all of these rumours that my mum had him killed. No, no. If if she did, would I be making him a god? Obviously that can't be Exactly. That's crazy. Nobody would, would godify someone after murder. No, no, we had nothing to do with it. Those are just rumors. I love the man and I missed him. In fact, I'm going to do everything I can to be like Claudius and Augustus. You have my word on that. Obviously, I didn't want people to act violently in the capital. Because I, 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 put, I put out a video a week right, later. Right. <laughs> I put a video out a week later saying I don't endorse violence. Right. Yeah. Obviously. I, I, now I don't. Before, yeah. But now when I see it up and close and personal and y'all are well, pointing yes. fingers at me. I didn't do much. anything. I didn't do anything to stop them in the six hours they were doing it. But no. a week no. later I man. said. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Did you hear? I'm sorry. We just got to do this real quick because I'm going to start using this excuse from now on. I had my speech reviewed by people, the top people, the best people, the appropriate people, the authorities, and they told me it was a perfect speech. Not unlike the phone call I made that got me impeached the first time. So now when you give me shit, I'm going to go, hey, look, I had that looked into, and they said what I said was fine. Uh, Just because I didn't know the answer, that was actually the appropriate response from me. So what are you going to do? Everybody who's looked at it said it was perfect to a T. My response, yeah, it was the perfect, (laughs) perfect speech. you know, I, I'm going to miss Trump. I'm going to miss Trump when he's gone. It's just, <laughs> right. Honestly. Biden's going to be boring. He's going to oh, be boring. I can use boring. him boring, but he's going to be boring. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but, you know, the, so they, they, it's this whole thing about, oh, look, we, you know, I'm such a good son, blah, 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 blah. Yes. But then yeah. Seneca yeah. goes and writes his brutal satire about Claudius's deification, the Apocalocentosis or the pumpkinification of Claudius, where he makes fun of Claudius. So Mm -hmm. they they deify him, the administration. But on the other hand, (laughs) Seneca, one of the the main guys of the administration, writes a play uh, making fun of the deification, which probably shows us what they really thought about it. And the pump. Pekinification sure. also made fun of all of Claudius's failings and his unpopularity, um, so they could distance Nero from Claudius. Um, yeah, and you, in, yeah, in, in yeah. Nero's own first public speeches, he criticised Claudius's methods of governments. Uh, one of the first speeches written for him by Seneca, he Nero rejected. Lots of the different ideas and, and practices that Claudius had brought into place said he would return Rome to more traditional, and by that he meant Augustan <coughs> ways. Right. Promised to Great restore again. and honour the, the Senate's integrity, to abolish uh, maestas trials, treason trials, um, right. and to abolish proceedings being heard privately by the princeps. Promised that he would move freedmen from positions of power like they'd had 
under Claudius. Ooh. And this is interesting because who was Agrippina fucking at the time? Was it Pallas? The Greek freedman? Yes, Pallas. Yeah, yeah. She's getting some of that free dick. Sorry, that was an. I'm sorry, that was Freeman dick. Yeah, Freeman dick. Yeah, yeah. Morgan Freeman, but dick. <laughs> well, you so, know, <laughs> they say that my dick. I can't do. Can't do Morgan Freeman. Wish I could do Morgan no, Freeman. If you, if you could, we'd be millionaires. No, <laughs> yeah. I, I get that. Yeah, Only yeah, he yeah. can do it. Yeah. So, so I'm going to do things differently. I'm going to go back to the original, the the one. I'm going to go back to uh, Augustus. I'm going to treat you with respect. We're going to go make Rome great again. We're going to turn back the hands of time, and you are going to love me for it. I'm going to basically. And when you say vague shit like that, and I know we've said this before, but when you say vague, make vague promises, people can interpret that to whatever they mean, to what they think the government should be. So it's a brilliant move. And again, we know that Nero was not really in charge in day one. It's his mother, it's uh, it's palace, it's the Praetorian Guard, and it's Seneca. So he can read whatever they write for him. He is not going to be making these decisions right out of the gate because he's 16 and a half years old. Sorry, I'm calm. Well, you know, as you say, uh, all of the ancient sources say uh, Agrippina co-ruled the empire, or actually did rule the empire in right. the early stages. That's what I read. Now, yeah. this is this is amazing to me. How the fuck did the Romans tolerate this? What we know about Roman attitudes towards yes. women is yes. that they were deeply inferior beings. I mean, say what you want about the Romans, but they got that bit right. They were deeply inferior. Yeah, deeply yes. chattel. They, they. <laughs> I am the paterfamilias. I have the right of life and death over my bitch and my little bitches. I can't believe I just said that. But the point is, the Romans had some good ideas. <laughs> so, <laughs> how the fuck did they tolerate, right? A woman, I mean, this was the, the domain of like the Cleopatras, the barbarians yes. in Egypt or in maybe in exactly. places like Parthia or in yes, Africa, could... Queen Boudicca in um, the, 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 the Tin Island. Uh, yeah. What the, how is this What's tolerated in Rome? Right. Now, she according seduced. to the ancient sources, yeah. uh, they were together all the time, Nero and Agrippina being That's carried right. uh, in a litter together, or sometimes he walked alongside the litter while she was carried in it. She Ooh, is the one who would receive foreign emissaries. She was the one who wrote letters to kings and governors. The coinage that came out, like I've got a copy of a coin from the year 55, shows right. on one side an elephant-drawn chariot containing the figures of the divine Claudius and the divine Augustus. Because, right. listen, once you're a god, that's the oh, yeah. only way to go. I mean, you a stamp. Yeah, elephant. Coin. Elephant chariot? Fuck yes. That's one of the <laughs> major benefits of being a god. Uh, and, and, you know, they're, 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 uh, they're ghostly around. spirit elephants, so right. they, don't, they don't shit everywhere, which is the major advantage. They're golden, <laughs> non-shitting elephants. Like... Uh, if only... Like uh, Kim Jong Un, they don't have a butthole. Yeah, they don't right. have a butthole. They don't Big poop. Yeah, time. Yeah, I had it sewed up or whatever. Now, little know. known fact that Kim Jong Un is a spirit elephant. Um, oh, that makes sense. He's he looks like one. Yeah, and he's probably going to die now. And he loves being ridden around. Uh, <laughs> another story. The other side of this coin, the right? obverse side, has. Two busts, Nero and Agrippina, together. Oh, oh right. like our, a little bit like our new uh, art. Did you yeah. like the art that yeah. I got done for us? I looked at the coin with our profiles and yeah. I love it first coin. sight. Yeah. The Not coin. like on Vegas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, yeah. right, right, yeah, yeah. right. I'm going to get those coins printed. Um, and if you ever need anyone killed, you just have to give someone yeah. that coin. Oh, that sounds right. It's yeah. uh, it's a token. Anyone killed anywhere in the world. Um, wow. But we're going to do it differently. We're going to sing to them is how we're going to kill them. Uh, Africa. Oh, like Nero. <laughs> we're going to sing until they kill themselves. So. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> mm. 
tears only whispers of conversation. She's coming in twelve flight. Violet winds reflect the stars that guide me towards salvation. I stopped an old man along the way. Hoping to find some ungodly words of ancient melodies. Turn to me as if to say, Everybody! Hurry, boy, she's waiting there for you! Yeah, that's how we're gonna. That's how you kill people with a coin, yes, man. We're gonna I go like up and do it. a live performance of that. I like it. Now I. I She's got her bust yes. on a fucking coin, Ray. Hey, is she like the only second woman? I'm trying to remember exactly. Uh, but that's not bad. That's a manifestation I think Livia got the back of a coin that's once. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Dressed up as the goddess of victory or something, but so, she's on the front with right. the emperor. What the fuck? <laughs> well, to go back to your question, how did she arrange this so she could run Rome? Obviously, we don't know all the details, but if she was running Rome and she had the temerity to get her face put on the front of a coin and they were made and no one gave a, you know, made a big stink out of it, obviously, she's kind of bragging. She's letting everybody know, yes, I am the power. So however she did it, she did it. Props. So Dio also says that Pallas, in his association with Agrippina, was altogether vulgar and objectionable. Oh, like his breath uh, is B.O.? What, what, <laughs> what, are what are we going for here? He was a Greek. He was a freedman. He was a freedman. He was a freedman. It was the falafel that he had earlier. A lot of garlic got, in falafel. I always brush after falafel. Yeah. That's what I always tell everybody. Yeah. Falafel yeah, brush, yeah. falafel brush. It suggests not only were they fucking, but they were making no big secret about it and fucking all over the place in the litter. Oh, like Bridgerton. Uh, in the library, on the litter. Yeah. Oh, that's hot. Oh, I haven't watched that. Is it, is it, that, is it that good? Is that raunchy? Is it Salon Kitty raunchy? It, oh, there's, there's, there's nudity, there's sex scenes, and I mean, you know, you have to wait like five episodes, whatever they build up, but when they get going, no part of the house is safe, no conveyance is safe from young love. Oh, yeah. saucy. Yeah. Saucy Now, yeah. if she was indeed fucking him all over the place, right. it wouldn't be surprising because her grandmother was whom, Ray? Um... Julia the Slut Whore? Yes. yes. It runs in the family. I am so turned on right Agrippina now. the Elder was the daughter of Julia the Slut Whore. Right. So, you know, we've seen already Julia the Younger Slut Whore got taken out for being a slut whore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Agrippina the Elder, not a slut whore. As no. far as we know, she was one and done. Yes. Germanicus. And could it. not be corrupted outside right. of no that. No peni was... shall enter, shall pass. No peni shall Possibly. pass. Right. <laughs> None shall Probably. Pass. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Probably her undoing if she yes. had married somebody like uh, that could have protected her. Exactly. exactly. And I think that, you know, you know I think uh, Messalina and uh, Agrippina kind of learned from that. You've got to marry someone who can give you cover, give you protection. Right. Right. Um, uh, so they were fucking around in public. Tacitus had early stated, earlier stated that Pallas was her paramour. Ooh. This is while Claudius was still kicking, so this isn't a new thing. Right. It was Pallas, of course, who, when Messalina was executed, uh, pushed for Claudius to marry Agrippina in the first place. Ah. 
Was he fucking her before? Was it just, did it start just after? Right. Uh, we don't know. I'm assuming it started after. So he's an imperial advisor, a treasurer, yes. the treasurer Beach, of the exactly. throne, a freedman. They trust him with the money. And come on. Seems to be ruling the empire with Agrippina and Nero. It's a triumvirate. Right. Except for it's lopsided. I don't think Nero has as much power. And we can disagree on this, but I think Nero is still too young. Um, I don't think it's a power split evenly three ways. I think Agrippina is pretty much calling the shots after she's being advised. But you have to wonder what the deal between them was. Oh, yeah. Assuming right. she did have Claudius assassinated, Yeah. Uh, Pallas, if he's fucking her... Would have been in on the plot. I'm sure they had a, hey, listen, sweetie pie, right. honey bee, uh, honey bunny. Right. When we get rid of Claudius, you and me, baby, all the way. I'll We're going to get married. Way. Yeah, the whole thing. Kids. Yeah. You're second gonna, home, yeah. vacations. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the whole thing. It's all going to be great. We have a pets. Yeah. yeah. But, but if, then right. Nero gives this speech saying that uh, Friedman aren't going to be powerful like they were in Claudius's day. So right. not off to a good start with his uh, soon-to-be stepfather, but, Pallas. But let me take it one step further. If you're Pallas and you think everything is fine and suddenly Nero gives a speech, maybe you stop for a moment, put your penis back in your pants, and you go, well, the woman that I may be stooping, because modern scholars think it might have been just a uh, an alliance, but the point is, if he was stooping her or whatever, either way, he's working with a woman who is capable of murder. You kind of want to tread lightly with someone like that. You don't want to push him too hard. So if he is being checked, if he is smart, he'll be like, okay, well, I'll just stay as the treasurer of the Roman Empire and make serious coin. And I'll live another day. Maybe if you don't reach for the brass ring, you'll live a little longer. And I guess we'll find out if that's what happens to him. Maybe. Maybe. We will find out. Just to wrap up this episode, let me quote from Suetonius about the early good things that young Nero did. In order to provide a more certain measure of his disposition, he declared that he would rule according to the prescriptions of Augustus. Aww. And he let slip no opportunity to demonstrate his generosity, his clemency, or his affability. More onerous taxes he reduced or did away with. Oh. He cut to a quarter of their original rate the rewards paid to informers <gasps> under the Papian law. Right. He gave 400 sesterces to each man of the people, and in the case of senators of noble families who had lost their ancestral fortunes, he provided annual salaries of as much as 5,000 sesterces. Good God. He also distributed free grain every month to the Praetorian cohorts. Right. And when... Following usual procedure, he was asked to sign his consent to the punishment of a man condemned to death. He <gasps> replied, how I wish I had never learned to write. Aww. Aww. He used to greet members of all the orders accurately and without prompting. To votes of thanks, he replied, when I've deserved them. Nice. He permitted even the common people, to witness his exercises at the Campus Martius and often declaimed in public. He would recite his poems, not only in his home, but also in the theatre, courting such widespread delight that a public thanksgiving for his recitation was announced and passages from his composition, which had been recited, were inscribed in letters of gold and dedicated to Capitoline Jupiter. Damn. He provided a great many games of different kinds, youth games, circus games, theatrical performances and gladiatorial contests. Every day, gifts of all kinds were thrown to the crowds. A thousand birds each day of every kind, different sorts of food, tokens to be exchanged for grain, clothes, gold, silver, jewels, pearls, pictures, slaves, working animals, and even tame wild ones, and finally ships, blocks of apartments, and farmland. Wow. I have a question for you. 
At one point, did we not say, good guy, Augustus? Did we not say, good guy, Tiberius? Did we not say, good guy, Caligula? Did we not say, good guy, Claudius? And now I'm going to add to that, good fucking guy, Nero. I think this is going to work out. Just fine. (laughs) 